Uh, this episode of How Long Gone is brought to you by our friends at Nissan. Uh, as a pioneer in the electric vehicle space, Nissan is always looking for ways to deliver new, meaningful technologies to EV owners. After all, Nissan has been making EVs since 1947 when Jason was born, and their EVs have now traveled 8 billion miles by Nissan Leaf owners since 2010. That's right, 8 billion miles. That's the equivalent to driving to Pluto and back. I uh, think that's electrifying. One of their EVs tracked all the way to the North Pole, and Nissan even tests their EV technology on the Formula E racetrack. So, yeah, you heard that right. Eight billion miles. That's how many Chris does on the treadmill at Barry's Boot Camp every calendar year. Nissan knows you don't get an EV just for the E. You get Nissan EV because it makes you feel electric. Mm -hmm. Something about Elon Musk here. <laughs> because it sparks your imagination, it ignites something within you. It pins you to your seat and takes your freaking breath away. At least that's what Nissan thinks when they're designing their EVs like the Nissan Aria and the Nissan Leaf. It's about creating a thrilling design that electrifies its customers. I love Nissan's focus on creating a thrilling drive and an electrifying life. In today's world, it's so important to look around you, pay attention, to look for all the tiny ways that life can electrify you. And here's, how, here's a small way that I love to feel electric in my everyday life. I wash the dishes uh, all by myself. Nissan, EVs that electrify. Tuesday, December 27th, this interesting dead week between Christmas and the beautiful New Year's holiday. Um, I am in uh, overcast Palm Springs. Jason, I assume you're coming to us live from the How Long Gone Bat Cave in Glendale. That's right. And I feel feel for all of our grustlers this week. This is your most challenging week of the year. Uh, my life partner as well as my business partner are go both kind of going through it right now as the emails are getting bounced back. The OOO replies are coming in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's tough for you guys who are unable to really unplug and just chillax like I can. And I do feel for you uh, whenever I try to offer you some tips and tricks on how to reach a meaningful meditative state. It usually is re uh, replied with calling me a P word. I'm taking the time, uh, you know, and, and I'm able to find some new memes and investigate. You know, I sent you a new thing this morning. You know, because I was up early and I thought you would like it. The the egg white only uh eggsy, the new brand where it's like a it's like a it's like you're buying um cookie dough, but it's just egg whites in a big ass like sausage style sack. <laughs> yeah, the, the the same way that you get your Jimmy Dean in the morning or your or your soy rizo yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. if you're our age, you know. Mm -hmm. But the name the name Eggsy doesn't it sound like an assistant to James Bond or something? It does it does sound a little yeah, it does sound like a kind of bald assistant. Um, don't start <laughs> calling me that. Uh, but I think that the um, I fetch think my brandy the, sniffer, won't you, Eggsy? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. If you add the accent, but I guess I'm I'm wondering, um, is is this something that you would be interested in trying, or do you think this is a bastardized uh, fake health product that's taking away the tasty part of the egg and giving only the protein? This is the most pussy egg product out on the market right now. One thousand percent, no cap. I mean. It says it says eggs. It's like made made, and I'm sure whoever created Eggsy listens to this podcast. So <laughs> no, you know, no, you know, I'm just playing. You know, I'm just playing Eggsy. The Eggsy inventor probably doesn't listen, but I would say some of the ground floor investors definitely do. So yeah, some people that manage their social reach um, for Q1, 0409 er But 
it, it, like their tagline. I lo- I know you sent the the website to me in order to infuriate me and not because it was going to get me excited, but it said like we're made. We love everything there is about eggs, except for the yolk. Literally fifty percent. You only love one part of it. <laughs> you only love half. And and it's oh. the part that's the the flavorless, colorless, nu- nutrientless part of it. Just because it has no calories or fat or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what's the fucking point, guys? Egg, egg whites do feel like a '90s scam in some ways, but I it um, is. I mean, as somebody who eats, but I mean, as somebody who doesn't stray away from the dairy, as long as it's coming from a good quality source. You know the yolk myth has been debunked. Yolk it up, bro. I feel I feel this. I feel the same. I feel like this is this product is late to the market. But I had another kind of food late to the market food update for you because we're down here in Palm Springs and all the food is so bad here. Um, That's I've, right. I've gotten I've heard good things about the Tommy Bahama marlin bar restaurant okay marlin as in the fish not as like the brando yeah yeah Mar- marlin as in the fish and it's it's giving you know it's giving like i live in orlando if or if, if orlando had a polo bar is kind of what it's what it's going for i think <laughs> so chris are you is are you under the assumption that you could actually get a table at the marlin bar <laughs> i no, i think it would be walk-ins only uh we might have to sit at a high top even but i'm just looking i'm looking at the I'm, i was looking at the menu earlier and i gotta say this is it, it looks just like a South Beverly grill. You know, it looks like a lot of these places that we go. It has a duo of dips. It has a world famous coconut shrimp, Buffalo cauliflower, even made the menu okay. a handful of delicious salads and bowls, filet mignon. Um, they even have a birra taco. <laughs> the, they, okay. So Tommy Bahama has a birria taco. That's right. And they even have a, they have Strauss family organic soft serve and multiple flavors. Whoa. You know, the key lime pie, you know, the key lime pie is smacking. Okay. There's no way the key so, lime is smacking. I mean, my, my whole life growing up in orange County, like near, I, I worked at a mall called fashion Island OC heads now, but uh, it was where the rich people live and shop. And I was bust in there um, like a basketball team from an inner city to go work at the mall I would drive by the Tommy Bahama restaurant all the time and be like, what kind of fucking douchebag dad would go to a restaurant Mm -hmm. that, you know, from a company that makes deck chairs and and shirts with fishing poles on them. But now it could be kind of the perfect disguise for people like us where we can go get a quality meal, a duo of dips. (laughs) <laughs> a birria taco without dealing with those types of people you know what i mean i didn't even i didn't even mention the hurricane tots <laughs> um but i i wasn't i probably wouldn't be partaking in those does that have hurricane sauce or what makes it hurricaney do you know i i'll ask my server i shouldn't be talking to a busboy <laughs> i'm i do this every time i would believe the sriracha aioli is probably what puts it over the edge but i i also <laughs> wanted to just get your take get your take on kind of how authentic do you think the jerk spiced wings are um they're probably as authentic as the birria tacos okay so the so you would probably avoid those two dishes i even know that as an amateur well i, th- I think the birria would be more likely to be possiblemente autentico whereas the jerk i mean you know it's probably like bobby flay's jerk seasoning that they buy on amazon or something you know? no you're right but i think look it, it worse comes to worse we could be bellying up to the marlin bar and i will give a full report um i feel like this is something i should be doing with you well um, as uh, when, it, as, when in Rome. as folks who dine for sport like us folx this seems like it's worth our while to, agree, to go at agree. least kick the tires at the marlin bar. no we gotta kick the tires at the marlin bar and, and just and, imagine how big the fake taxidermied marlin will be in the foyer oh, as, oh, this, as this tommy thing, greets you in person no this needed an 18 wheeler to get here this wouldn't fit uh-huh. in, the, in the in the dually yeah there's a there's a discovery channel documentary about getting it in there <laughs> 
I mean, there are multiple locations. There's even a Palm Desert location, which is, you know, like 20 minutes from here. So it must be doing numbers. I yeah. mean, that's, that's you know, the only if, thing I can suspect. If, if Bay and I were there with you vacationing in Palm, you know, we would make the, the journey, the Bedouin journey to TB's. You'd be there for lunch. You couldn't even wait. Their happy hour program. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> I wanted to talk about also, um, you know, I uh, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but yesterday something popped up on my oh. on my feed, and it was Courtney Love on Mark Marin. Courtney Love, obviously, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, and I think she's truly one of the the best to ever do it. Not only musically, but just as a celebrity, I think she's just lived a lot of life mm-hmm. in a way that 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 I find uh, endearing. One of the last few living real rock stars, exactly. So so I um and then a few people had recommended it to me, and and you know I'm like I'm obviously uh not super into Marin, but then I, I realized that that Courtney Love can railroad him and, and make this her own. And boy was I right. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard uh experienced podcaster Mark Marin sighing in disbelief more times than I heard in that hour yesterday. Where he just could not get a word in and you could you could feel the steam coming from his ears. Yeah, it was if uh, an unhoused person had stopped him in the Ralph's parking lot and was asking him a bunch of questions and he just like yeah man yeah um but i it you i mean to to his in his defense you sent me like oh here Marin was crazy today i'm like okay and then i looked it up i'm like courtney love i'm like what what's the deal and he and i was i was skeptical for that very reason because she's sort of known for talking nonsense um nonstop. In, in and there are sort of glimmers of genius in there that you gotta dig in the dig in and find those nuggets but when I was listening to it this morning, when I was doing my fun little stretches, I was that episode fully restored my faith in the art of podcasting, the the Dude, medium that I know and love. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, I just think that like the the blessing of having I don't know someone with that many stories, and the, the the thing is, even when she's rambling and and it's kind of sounding manic and insane, it's like she'll mention four A list celebrities' names in one story, <laughs> so that you can't mm. kind of you can't kind of ignore it, and it runs the gamut from like from like Edward Norton and Todd Haynes all all the way to Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. It's it's just you know it's just uh it's really something her family and like her being like Ed Norton's so rich. I never knew that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then going, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. There's she she does this thing where like so many other celebs and podcasters will do where they try to you know they'll say like oh Marty Scorsese and yeah. Candy Bergen and they'll do those little subtle things to let people know that you're on the inside and you know things to where yeah. somebody who is on the inside will be like oh damn they really do know that shit and she she drops those really really well and uh, almost so well that Mark either doesn't recognize him or is just like I'm not even going to try to wrangle that one um that no, slippery he, pig he, that he escaped lets it, from the pen. He lets it go. But the thing that I want to discuss most with you about about this podcast, if you guys haven't listened, I, 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 all, all jokes aside, implore you to listen to this. I think it's really, really, yeah. Really, I could, I could write a book really about great. all the things that she mentioned. But uh, she, she says, she says, you know, I almost died, and Mark was like, "Oh, is that an '88?" And she said, "No, that was a couple months ago because I think I ate too much dairy." <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if, you, and I don't, you know. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if obviously, but the I'm, real, the real pillheads know about the dairy, though. I think she might have been, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think she might have been uh, exaggerating, but I can't tell 
but it was a very compelling she said she got down to like 80 pounds or something like that 90 pounds yeah she said she yeah she did i think she's constantly str- i mean she's been sober for five years which was a uh, an interesting part of the whole thing and she lives in and the other thing that i found interesting was and i didn't know this was that was that francis bean is like off the grid and was just like you know what fuck this like I don't need to. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do this anymore. Like I, I never have to work. I sh- what, what did the, what was the word they said? They they're no longer a member of the out overworld or outer world. No overculture is what her and La- overculture is what her and Lana Del Rey. I, I believe. I mean, that's the name of my new coffee shop, you guys. It, yeah, it feels like it feels like a coffee shop in Eagle Rock, but it also <laughs> is is a pretty succinct description of of what they're talking about. Like, but yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Like, it is. basically, instead of saying famous, you, you you know, you're a member of the overculture. But it was. Um, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't fully. I knew her and Lana were friends, but I mean, the way she she was talking about Lana, like she was basically saying Lana and Kurt Cobain are the only real ones I've ever dealt with. Yeah, and she was like, she was like Bruce Springsteen called me and was like, "Yep, she gets it." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, she's one of them. I love, but I do think that her her like her the way that she talks about celebrities and the people that she's dealt with over the years and the stories about basically like yelling at brad pitt for trying to like get the rights to kurt cobain's life to produce the movie the whole thing is just like also also low-key saying that he's gay yeah yeah she did low-key say that he was gay not even that low key, really, but I, it doesn't seem like you know how Brad feels about his sexuality. Yeah, yeah, but all the stuff, yeah, I mean, just like it was, you know, everybody, every name you could ever, you know, it's 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 Gus Van Zandt, it's Kurt Cobain, it's Lana Del Rey, it's Edward Nor, it's everyone, it's it's really, it's really. Something. Well, I got I got one question for you then. Sure. She went on there, sort of, you know, the same reason why most people go on there is to plug something and she's new new record new record and she's talking about it as any songwriter should is like the shit is fucking legendary I, I did it here comes another classic do you think it really is gonna deliver i think she probably i think that i want to believe the guy that she the guy that she's working with that she kept mentioning is you know he's like a ronson world kind of like he did shallow like that kind of shit mm-hmm. um i don't know man i mean i i think it's very hard to capture lightning in the bottle after 25 years but also if anyone could do it, it would be her. And I think it's smart. I, I think it's, it is going to be interesting though. Cause I think traditionally, you know, she was like in a band, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think working as almost like a solo artist with musicians is probably like a different process, obviously, but that could, you know, yield incredible results or it could be absolute dog shit. We'll never know. But that being said, JD, her manager who I've known for years is definitely getting a call from me. Cause it's like, where's Pete Wentz? Where's Courtney love? Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? I know you and Mark came up together in the local comedy clubs of New York, but I, I, I've, you know, I've put in some time too. Let, let, yeah, let J, JD, you say? JD, yeah. JD, Jonathan if Daniel. you're listening, Jonathan Daniel, we love you so much. I mean, I'll suck your dick, bro. Bro, I'll suck your <laughs> dick if you let us have Courtney Love on this We podcast. love you. We love you. Let us, let us take a crack at it. Courtney Love is, is Nolan Ryan. She's throwing nothing but heat. I say, at least let me get a dinger off of her. Look, I'll, 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 I'll literally mute my microphone. I don't need to say anything. <laughs> I'll just let her, I'll just let her talk at me for one full hour, and and that's that's all I need. Mm-hmm. That's I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. We don't even need to participate. Yeah, the episode's done when I finish. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we do have a guest today. Uh, someone who I'm I'm quite excited about. Um, I saw, I saw her do. Um, uh, stand up at Susan Alexandra's uh, fashion show a while back, and it was by far the best joke of the night, and it really made me chuckle. Uh, Robbie Hoffman uh, is a Canadian writer, comedian, and talk show host, uh, born in Brooklyn, actually, but uh, came to prominence in the the beautiful shithole of Montreal, Canada. 
Um, mm-hmm. But we will. But she lives in New York now. I, she might live in LA. I'm not sure, but I just I follow her on Instagram. Okay. I follow her on Instagram, and I can't wait to get into this because of the winter weather. Her flight got canceled in Portland after a stand up set, and she she said fuck it and took a 25 hour train from Portland to LA and just kind of documented the whole thing <laughs> on her Instagram stories, which I thought was like as people who do things to talk about them on the show. I feel like she was kind of in the same boat in that instance of kind of like you know what like this will be funny fuck it i'm just going to do it i want to get home time to go make some content exactly exactly but yeah she's she's very very funny and uh i can't i can't wait to hear what she has going on all right i, I and i also cannot wait to hear what she has going on she, <laughs> her twitter is a is a gold mine of, of funny shit and i was not there to see uh, her stand-up set, but you and and my partner were both there. Well, she, I mean, this is the, I've talked about this joke before, I think on this podcast, it was an eight-minute joke just about abortion that made everyone extremely uncomfortable um, mm-hmm. in this in, in this room, as you can imagine, but it delivered on the promise, which is all you can ask for from a, from a joke. The best kind of jokes, bro. All right, let's give her a jingle. She's got a little bit of a Kurt Cobain fit going on. Okay. Okay. Alive and well, though. <laughs> the difference <laughs> that's a ma- that's a major difference rest in peace it's a big it's a big difference what's going on fellas where are you what i i have no clue what this is what we're doing zero perfect okay podcasting it's like a radio show but on the internet thanks dad okay where are you guys uh i'm actually in palm springs right now but los angeles and jason's also in los angeles all right very nice same glendale where you live at robbie echo park okay not far. Not far at all. I've been five years here. Do you feel naturalized? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, feel, That's a fu- I like that question. Do you feel naturalized? I feel, you know, I, I'm alive. I live here. I, I feel what I can feel. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, mm. I think that the... I, I just took to LA very easily, I think, whereas some people, yeah. the adjustment from New York can be uh, challenging for, for many reasons. I like New York. I, I mean, I like LA. I like New York. I mean, they're both dumps, you know. <laughs> sure, if sure, sure. If I, I didn't do this, maybe I would investigate what's up in Montana or <laughs> I hear about these beautiful states, but... They're both shitholes. Mm-hmm. I hate the dynamic of what's better, New Yorker, the dumps, mm-hmm. and it's there's nobody good there. And yeah, they've ruined uh, every city is ruined. And was maybe you know, L.A. was the only city that maybe wasn't good to begin with, but New York for sure got ruined. <laughs> okay, I, I, so it is I agree it is. with you that good point. Every, that every city has gotten ruined as as they add more modern conveniences for people like me. I, I, it ruins the city, but I also yeah. feel more comfortable. LA may have always been bad, though. No, no, I agree. It's getting better. LA is the one city I feel like it's getting better with time. New York, for instance, is way worse. And there's a million cities that I don't even think about. What about Portland? Uh, horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean- I've never been actually, uh, but I would ag- I agree based on what I've I seen. I just got back from there. It took me 30 hours on a train mm-hmm. because they closed down after half an inch of snow. So no <laughs> flights going out. I was 30 hours on the train. I'm lucky to be alive. I mean, I love Portland and I, and, and I like the audiences there for stand up, but your city's a dump. 
You got nothing doing. There's still the whites wearing dreads over there, and the KKK started there. It's like, what are we talking about, Portland? It's, it's, it, it is interesting that the KKK gets billed build as like a southern thing, but it's it's a it's a northwest thing. Started found founded in Portland, I believe. That says a lot. And you're not talking about Nike. You're talking about the actual KKK. Oh, you bet. Nike is in um, not Eugene. Beaverton. Beaverton. Which is a whole other thing, isn't it? Yeah, they got kids working the factory there. I mean, Portland is a dump. <laughs> so I want to know, I want to, we were sort of talking about your journey from Portland to, to back to LA uh, beforehand. Chris said you sort of documented it on Instagram, but I would like, a, I would like you to do a little bit of a dump, a venting of I'd love to. Some, some key points of that journey. Please. Because we both love to travel as well. The floor is yours. First of all, I hate to travel. Okay. I do it for work. Yeah. I'm not somebody, I grew up so poor, I didn't grow up with a traveling mindset, yeah. um, but I had friends, I went to rich school and all my friends in, in, in the summers would go backpacking to Europe and, you know, spend $6,000 to, you know, I guess, ski trip, mope around and, Jamaica. you know, try and do stuff, try and find themselves. And, and, and I always was like, I don't even understand the concept. Like, what are you, in, you know, and suddenly I was behind. I found myself behind a shishduk stand in Turkey. Like <laughs> I didn't really understand the concept of finding yourself. I moved out early, um, you know, and kind of just started living my life. But it's funny because a lot of those friends who explored and traveled and did like summers away, they're like never left the town. Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing the cookie cutter. Thing. Like they had all these spirits and whatever, but they only needed it for eight weeks. <laughs> my whole life has been a journey. Um, Damn right, brother. The other thing is, is like, why can't you use a wheelie bag? They all bought fancy backpacks. It's like you're hiking once. You did one hike. The rest of the time, you could have a wheelie around Italy, okay? You don't need to be mm -hmm. selling this. The whole thing was a scam. But I don't like to travel because it's not something I ever thought really possible. Um, and now that I do it a lot, not much. I don't need to see pores. <laughs> I don't need to see pores in other countries. It does nothing for me to consume poverty. I left it. I don't like it anymore. I don't like poor people. I want nothing to do with wherever I can. I'm done. I'm done. It doesn't, I don't want to take a picture of a poor child. It's triggering. I'm right back there. I, I have no interest. I'm not going to some of these countries people are going to. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't love to travel. That said, I travel a tremendous amount. I love to work. So sure. work is great. Um, you know, it can't, it's better that this was a particularly traumatic. Ex this is, I've never had a travel trip like this. I'm supposed to go to Portland two hours away from Los Angeles. <laughs> I have obviously booked the world's worst flight, 6 50 a.m. What, air, what airline was this, Robbie? Let's call them, let's call them out by name. I wanted to make sure that was kind of on the American. Board. You are, you are a Delta member though, right? Uh, okay. So I'm a brand new Delta Sky Miles member. Welcome. Yes, the, the the flight there was Delta, and the flight back was American. I don't know why they spit it up, but yep. in any event, I get to the airport. I check into the Delta lounge for the first time. Too crowded, and they're really letting the riffraff in. But anyway, <laughs> I get a free bagel because I have to get something. But it's six in the uh -huh. morning. People sure. are drinking. People are unwell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get an orange juice and a bagel. I'm on my way. I feel a huge amount of pain. I take an Advil before the flight. Flight two hours nothing. I land in Portland. My tooth is 
excruciating. I'm like, I need to see a dentist immediately. Do not pass go. Quickly, hold on. Now, was was there any semblance of this pain before, or this hit you at the airport? Yeah, like over the week, I've been sensitive, but I've always had sensitive teeth. Like I'm, I'm just sensitive to everything. I'm an anxious, neurotic. Like I can feel more than most. Like, like most people can just you know, not feel things that I feel. I'm sensitive mm-hmm. to the cold, hot, you know, too hot. You know, I'm using sensitive. A, a little, a little tooth pain is nothing new for you. Yeah. It's just, I have sensitive teeth and there's nothing wrong. Like he's just like, it's fine. I want to, I want to say though, you, from, from what I can tell, the teeth are looking good. I have beautiful teeth. This is not the issue. We are talking about okay. a genetic issue. What happens is I okay. go to him. Mm. Okay. And I find this amazing doctor, shout out, and I tagged the wrong thing, to uh, Timber Dental in Portland. They have one somewhere else. Timber Dental in Portland. Dr. Timber Leo Dental. And the hygienist, the great gay guy, which I don't say often, Stefan. He was unbelievable. You know I don't care. Stefan was unbelievable. You're telling me that your dental hygienist was a gay man named Stefan. Uh, you better believe it. And he let me squeeze his hand, and he said, it's always the little ones who squeeze the hardest. You better believe it. <laughs> that is textbook, Stefan. Yeah. So, you know, Dr. Leo looks at me, and he goes, your nerve has been, you have sensitive teeth, nothing wrong, doesn't mean any anything different. It's just genetic, how people are. Um, let's take this nerve out, because it's inflamed just from pushing. It's going to only get worse. It'll come back and he's, let's do a root canal. Let's get rid of this nerve that could bother you off and on for years. You know, it's nothing to do with brushing or flossing because I've had cavities before. Half my family has, like my little sister never had a cavity her whole life. Beautiful teeth. Me and my other sister, (laughs) I like, there could be a calamity next. Like, I never know what's going to be. And it's all genetic is the problem. Because, of course, we're the ones brushing, washing the most. My sister doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. She go to sleep with her makeup on. She doesn't give a fuck. I got a flaw. You know what I mean? But <laughs> And she doesn't have sensitivity. She's eating ice water. You know, she's chewing on chips. Sure. <laughs> ice chips. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck. She's crunching. But me and it's my nothing. other sister mm-hmm. were always like, uh-oh, I can't have, I can't eat that. That's not even a prayer. You know, I was like, well, I got to work tonight. I, I'm going to, I'm doing an hour tonight. You know, and it's always the classic, like you have everything in your mouth. They're like, tell us a joke. Oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. Yeah. Right, right. So I was like, am I going to be able to feel my mouth by tonight? And he was like, it's going to be really tight. Let's just go now. And this guy, literally, they put a weighted blanket on me. Like, they were unbelievable. They gave me a squeeze toy after. Because <laughs> at first I was squeezing Stefan's hand to put the needle in to freeze me, which was horrendous horrendous like needle needle into the gums into the gums yeah it's terrible oh, it's, ter- it's terrible worst. it's one of the worst pains i've ever tooth pain i hadn't experienced that until like i was like 38 years old right it, just it really it, it, it took me to my knees it was the worst thing mm-hmm. i've ever felt so needle in the gums bad needle yeah um <laughs> and anyway i feel like re- retelling dental stories is like retelling dreams like nobody really cares but i have to get through it so we're almost done this part no no i like this um they put Netflix, you know, they had the yeah. TV on the, on the, which every <laughs> dentist take notes. It's unacceptable 2022 going into 2023 to not have a TV on the ceiling. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is, this is basic prerequisite now to open your practice. Uh-huh. Okay. Add another thousand dollars to your insurance. <laughs> I don't care what it is. 
So I start watching this Netflix cat doc. Um, <laughs> they bring me the prices. Oh, so I don't know. You know, you go into the dentist. It could be two thousand dollars gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fun surprise. It's a it's a little it's a gamble. You don't know. So I'm thinking, okay, it's two grand. What can happy Merry Christmas to me that you on you know Christmas <laughs> I get what I paid for. But he comes back with the papers, and it was a hundred and one dollars. My insurance. Oh. Like, you never know when your insurance <laughs> is good to you or not. I, do you have the Do you have the SAG insurance? Though? Yeah, I have really oh, good insurance. Nice. It, yeah, nice. it is nice. It is nice. So, <laughs> but it's not always nice. They kicked us off in the pandemic. They said you're all on your own. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? <laughs> they like wouldn't give us insurance. So then I was on some like roadside assistance level of insurance. <laughs> <laughs> triple triple A triple A. It was triple A. Like if you if you're like in an you call trip, they'll bring you a new battery for the car. That's the insurance I have. They'll they'll trim your fingernails. That's about it. But then after the pandemic. <laughs> pandemic we all got back on this so mm-hmm. I, when he said 101 i said doc you do whatever the hell it is you need to do <laughs> 101 it sounds like he was looking for a tip that's so cheap that's like yeah it's unreal i mean he got probably 2500 he's laughing right. all the way to the bank sure he was so proud of me he said with the amount of anesthesia that he put in me he was surprised how frozen i was but then on the other side because i'm so sensitive to things it also wasn't surprising because i'm sensitive to medication i'm so- I need like the least dose for everything. If, mm-hmm. if I take one Advil, that's like somebody taking two or three. I'm fine. Really? Yeah. I never okay. need like a lot of the thing. Um, I'm a cheap date. Not that women are even paying for me. I play the boy. It's a nightmare. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, so I do the root canal five hours later, like literally an hour before my show was when I regained. I was like this until... <laughs> Until like yeah. just go. You're time. In, a, in a palsy. Yeah, exactly. And you were, and you said you were doing an hour. Yeah, I was doing an hour. I was in Mama Portland. Mia. I was at the Mississippi Studios venue. Shout out to them; they were amazing. Mm. So my opener threatened to cancel because of a little bit of ice. Everybody's gay now. It is what it is. So I asked the tech guy if he'll open for me. <laughs> yes, and they t- ended up splitting sometimes. Did this cause a real? Is this a usual opener, or is this a local talent that was? Mm-mm. Shout out to Simon Gibson. I love him to death. But he was like, there's a little ice. I'm like, I'm from, I grew up half my life in Montreal. I'm like, what? Like, so, so when you say a little ice, you mean on the road, doesn't want to drive over yeah, there. It's, uh, yeah, the snow and the ice, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm used to like, in Montreal, they'll send you out of the country on an icicle of a plane. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, they don't care. Hey, you, you know, they don't go, you're seeing huge shards of ice throw off a plane. Like when you leave Montreal, it's like, you're hearing crashings, you know, just <laughs> massive car-sized pieces of ice flying off of them, and they just launch you out of there, you know. Uh-huh. And the plane's like this because one ice went out, the other one didn't. They shake it off, and then you're <laughs> off. Keep going. Not like these cucks in Portland. Yeah. So do the show. We sold really well, but only half. But I was thinking nobody was going to come. Like we, we were literally mm-hmm. every other show was canceled. Every restaurant was closed, like crazy shutdowns for this amount of snow. But the dikes came out. <laughs> we were prepared. You know the dikes. They live in the Blundstones. They like, They're built for this. We're not waiting. It's, no we got problem for, it's, it's no problem for us. We have the, we have the snow tires in the garage. The chains are already on the tires. So, so yeah. is that what percentage of your total audience is usually that demographic, would you say? Well, in Portland, most people are lesbians. Okay. So it is okay. a, okay. a weird yeah, okay. city. I would say not often. You know, I'm kind of like the Candace Owens of the queer community. I don't know how... Yeah. Yeah, uh, representative I am in terms of <laughs> sure. you know the talking points, 
But in Portland, even if you did, 90% of your audience would be lesbian. It just yeah. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I, I did another show uh, that night. And then I jumped onto the show at the Fun House, which is a venue that I love. And then in the morning, I, I was like, you know what? I'll see you in the morning. The snow's already melting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wake up at 8, every flight canceled. Not open until Monday, which is three days later, till <laughs> after Christmas. Not only are flights canceled today, there's no snow on the ground, not open for three days, like cannot get it together for three days. Then I thought I was going to get a flight out of Eugene. I decide to Uber to Eugene. I pay 180 to get there. Mm. I, I, this guy, <laughs> Carl, picks me up from his profile picture on the Uber app. He looked like my sister was like, every 20 minutes, share your location. We're tracking <laughs> this. Like, don't worry. And he turned out to be literal Santa Claus, um, you know, literal, uh, natural white beard. Really? Which, you know, not fake. You tugged on it and everything. He had the hat on. He had the outfit on. He had the Christmas carols. I slept like a baby <laughs> all the way to Eugene. He was lovely. Said Merry Christmas to Santa. We took a picture. And then I got off at Eugene. No flights leaving from Eugene now. <laughs> and I think it's, this is plane, trains, automobiles. Uh-huh. Then I get uh, to the uh, Amtrak is sold out. Okay, the, the the train. So I buy Greyhound ticket. I need to ask a quick question. Now, yeah. you don't celebrate Christmas. Was there something? Did you just want to get home, or or because I would have just been like, "Fuck it, I'm staying in the hotel for three days, and I'll figure it out on Monday." No, first of all, the hotel was okay, and they were nice, and but okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. and, and their definition of heating is. Uh, you know, say no more. Okay. Um, second of all, the girl that I'm dating does do Christmas, mm-hmm. and she had a million trees for me, uh, 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 presents for me under the tree. I only had one present. I'm like, you're not get, you get one present. I didn't even do this, but I had okay. to get the present under okay. the tree. So we mm-hmm. were doing that. So there was some pressure. There's some pressure from. So you're living just like Jason and I. There's pressure from your chick to participate in the holidays. Oh yeah. Got to get home to your main squeeze. Yeah, she's making duck for Christmas. She's doing all kinds. <laughs> Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She went to cookbook she, she's and did an inc- a whole thing. Yeah. She's an incredible shout out to cookbook. Yes. She did an incredible <laughs> meal. And she's so you an had to, you had to spend whatever you had to spend to get home or this could have caused issues. Oh, I'm up 800 now. So okay. I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm easily up, you know, first of all, but I'm in my head already thinking I saved on the dental emergency. That's a good point. He could have mm-hmm. done 3000. We just say, yeah, well, what can you do? You got to, you can't <laughs> yeah. live with pain. Yeah, yeah. So 101, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like Scrooge Magoo over here. I'm like, all right, 200 for another <laughs> Greyhound bus ticket. You're peeling 20s for everyone. Yeah, I bought two Greyhound bus tickets at two different times in case one canceled. That's $400, okay? I bought the 180, let's tally it, the 180 Uber. <laughs> I tipped him 20, which I don't know. I just tipped the thing, 20%. That ain't bad. And so 200 some for the Uber in the end. Then the flight was 187 back. I lost that. I'm going to call them. Believe me, we're getting every penny back. And then, <laughs> and then the Amtrak was open again. I guess it was so late that they had so many cancellations. So I got on the Amtrak. Now, the Amtrak takes longer than the bus, but the bus, you have a 50% chance of survival. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Due to beheadings. Have you, you know. taken Have you taken an Amtrak yeah. for that sort of distance before? <laughs> without without being a drug mule, just natural. Have you? No, ever are, you, are you talking about Greyhound or Amtrak? Because they're Greyhound. two different beasts. Greyhound. Yeah, no, Greyhound. Greyhound. I've taken in my younger, poorer years. I took a Greyhound from like Toronto to Boston, nine hours. I'm lucky to be alive. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And they had that infamous beheading on a Canadian Greyhound. Once. Yeah. So I remember that. Uh, so I buy the Amtrak. It's supposed to come at 5 p.m. Seven hours later, the Amtrak shows up. <laughs> I'm in the Amtrak station. There's nothing around the Amtrak station. I bought the last jerky out of the vending machine. <laughs> okay. And then what do like, you, okay. So you got seven <laughs> hours to kill in a desolate Amtrak. Desolate. Was, were you indoors station. at least? It was indoors. Okay. Okay. It was a, which quote unquote indoors. It was a crazy, there was a crazy lady there. Cause where isn't there a crazy lady at the Amtrak? <laughs> um, who was, you know, at first she just like a, looked like a regular Portland dyke. Like you could get away with it. Like not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, homeless or anything, mm-hmm. but just like she had like an asymmetric haircut. Like I've seen this bitch before, <laughs> but no, she was on some shit. So she starts going off. Listen up, my name is Tracy. If any of you, I'm like, okay, people are trying to talk to her. I'm like, not me. I'm going outside. <laughs> I don't de-escalate any type of a situation. <laughs> Do you? Are you on any substances? Are you? Are you no. just? All, you're going off the jerky, and that's all you got. Yeah, I don't do substances, so I'm just sitting okay, there with okay, a, okay. A refilling my water from the water fountain there. That's you know the AIDS fountain, whatever they're calling it at Amtrak. <laughs> And I got, you know, and I got whatever snacks is in one vending machine. And I don't even really like chips. So I'm like, uh, I'll get the jerky. What did I get? I got, um, yeah, I had to get baked glazed by the end of it. And I got a pack Nobody of Nobody wants that. Nobody wants baked glazed. That's dire. Yeah. So we finally somehow boarded at 1130-ish, mm-hmm. seven hours late. And I get my own seats, thank God. And everybody did. They kept saying it was sold out. It was like, I would say 20% capacity. (laughs) But they were like, make room next stop, Sacramento. A lot of people come on in Sacramento. Don't be surprised. Somebody sits next to you. I'm like, looking at my train, there's no, there's four people on the entire car. I'm like, how many people from Sacramento? (laughs) You know, and I, I, even so, I start to spread my shit out. You're not sitting here, okay? (laughs) I put a wrapper on the seat, just make it look gross. You know, it's shit I'm still eating, but I'm just like, you know. Um, And I, I start to fall asleep. Oh, so I meet this train buddy, this woman in the train station. She's 22 years old. Trans woman. Okay. Uh, we get to talking about queer shit, whatever. She's lucky to be alive where she comes from. Okay. Okay. She was the first person. She's only 22. Lovely. She was like one of these tech gamers, you know, at 22. She's like, Oh, look, just as easy. I'm like, I don't know what to press. I, 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 it's not easy for me, this video game. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to press. I, it's going too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is coming at me. Not for me. You know, you just play your video game, but she lets me know she's epileptic. I'm like, oh, great. So she said, not to worry you, but if ever this, I'm like, here I am on epileptic watch. Okay. And this girl, she's so sweet. She's like, when that girl, Tracy, was going crazy, being like, I will kill anyone who looks at me. Uh She was like, I'm going to go talk to her. I'm like, no, you're not. See, this is why trans people get killed, because you go out of your way to do it. Okay. You're not, you're not. Why would you go? Why would you, why would uh, me or you go? Of all the people to go, why would you Okay, and I'm going to say they're killing trans people. And I'm going to say, I saw this bitch get up herself. And I don't want to have to bring, I don't want to support the other. I don't want to just. If you look like a linebacker, that's one thing. That's it. She was, you know, we're not in any position. (laughs) 
So I have her sit down. I said, if you have an epilepsy, you can pick epilepsy or or talking to her. Mm-hmm. You get two choices. I'm out. I'm not <laughs> blinking. Not both, not both. I'm not going to associate with you if, you if you get me involved with this bitch. I can't for my safety. You're on your own. So she gets on. We're both sitting. She's a few seats ahead of me. She's all spread out. I'm like, you know, she was fine. She had one seizure on this. She okay. has a seizure a day. As a treat. She had once, but it's like 20 seconds and she's basically just in the, I said, you're not to go to the bathroom. Okay. Just you sit here and when you're having a seizure, you're already down. There's nothing to do. So she was fine. She had one seizure. I got a text from her like, Hey, I think I'm waking up from a seizure. She's a little confused for two minutes and she's fine. I said, just sit down and go to sleep. Anyway, I'm the worst person to watch. I'm like, if I have to do an EpiPen, I mean, I'm incapable again. Uh Yeah. I wake, I, I go to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta say I got like six, seven hours, which I'm in like an eight hour sleeper, but on an Amtrak. No, that's good. That's good. We'll take it. I woke up at like six fifty eight, which I never wake up that early because obviously as a comedian we work nights. I love saying we work mm. nights and people assume I do security. Um <laughs> but I woke up and it was just so stunning and beautiful. You know, we were uh-huh. going through national parks and really, really good. Some Big Sur or something like that. We went through everything. Yeah, I didn't really ever pay attention to where the hell we were. I just looked out the window. How how often do you get off or do you not get off at all? You barely get off. I think I got off once or twice. Most of the stops are very quick. They launch a couple more yeah. people onto the train and then you're off. <laughs> but sometimes you have 15 minutes, but there's nothing. You're just... On a tr- like you're again, there's nothing to do. Sure, sure. Um, there was a little deli cart on the train. There was also there was a like a lookout cart. What does that sound? Is that me? <laughs> no, no, no. My girlfriend is making a smoothie. <laughs> Ignore the blender. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous. It's, it's a whole thing. Um. So yeah, it was really nice. Thirty hours was too long. Um. For sure. Uh, and then my friend got off. She shared a very terrifying, she does like digital drawings, which I don't consider real drawings, but they are, I guess. <laughs> so she comes to me and she's like, I made this, uh, before I leave, like I made this, um, image of you, you know, I made this picture of you, portrait of you. And I'm like, I was literally shaken to my core. I think you saw it, but I'll bring it up here. I was like, um, I, I did. I think I did see this. Okay, truly the world's scariest. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. kind of like a Baba Duke situation going yeah, on. Yeah, it's there. a it's a little bit honestly Kenny from South yeah, Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. It isn't totally uh, inaccurate for me. <laughs> Were you wearing a hood? And it wasn't totally off. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Now that we see the source, now that we see the source image, it tracks it, it, it makes a little more sense. I will say that. It makes it a little more sense. It definitely tracks. Do you do you think you're going to stay in touch? <laughs> I don't stay in touch. Really? Okay. When you when you meet people like this, and how much of your personal life do you reveal to them? Do you, are you like, oh, here's my okay? Nothing. So they don't have the ability to look you up on YouTube and find you on Instagram. She okay. looked me up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she looked me up. I came to film, and she looked me up, and then told me about her drawing and you know writing. That's sweet. Listen, she she so I told her she better shut up. And go work at Google and do whatever the hell she wants to do. Mm-hmm. She's a genius, like literally. Yeah. yeah, that's good advice. She had to quit school because she was, you know, at her level, she's been building computers and software since four. She's 22. She's born mm. in 2000. 
she's going to some community college where they don't know what's like she's going to computer you know she went for a computer whatever it's called engineering or she whatever, should be teaching like, the course not taking it yeah it's like she you can't take that like she can't be in school it's like you just need they don't care at google if you've gone to school now just knock knock no, no, no. and they'll let you do whatever the fuck it is you want to do all your weird shit you're trying to pitch to me <laughs> that i don't care about they care about so go to them and do it. You walk your blue-haired ass in there and do it. <laughs> That's it. I finally we pulled in close to three in the morning, and it, it you know it felt like a hero's journey home. Everybody getting home. My my girl was waiting for me, sleeping in her car. Like she thought I was coming in at one a.m. because they kept delaying it. No, no, no. I and would. I no on one in car. my life would do that for me, and I would not do that for anyone in my life. I want to let you know that that's something very special. Yeah, she's unreal. She's definitely. Yeah. So you get dropped off Union Station downtown. Is that where I was? Yeah, she picks me up. Mm-hmm. We swing by my house, which is very close, because sure. right. And I, um, I grabbed the gift I have for her, which I didn't even get to wrap. I thought I would be home two days earlier <laughs> uh, than I was. And I wrapped it at her house and I put her under the tree and it was just awesome. We woke oh. up to Christmas and then she made like a five-star meal for me and my family and it was unreal. Beautiful. What'd you get her for Christmas? What? Yeah, which iPhone did you get her for Christmas? Oh, I didn't get her an iPhone. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, she wouldn't care. Uh, I got her, no, I got her the Skims pajama set. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What, what, is that good? That's, that's very good. Them. That's she likes skims. I know skims, but they make pajama, like a looser fitting pajama. Is that what it is? They make like really soft, like leisure wear. Is got what it, it is. got it. Okay, it's pajama. Which color did you go with? Because they're known for their. I muted. went with black. Oh, you no, were black. I know. Okay, she, okay. I got her black. That's smart. She's like into sexy colors, and she keeps it. Chill. What what colors would you classify as sexy? I just want to. Well, black? not the orange. Yeah, black. Like she's like, yeah, she's somebody who likes to wear like a little black dress or something. She keeps it pretty okay. classic. An LBD. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Robbie, I, I say, I, I feel like your your gift of storytelling is really. It's it's uh, otherworldly, like you know, you 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 tell a story like you're a hundred years old, which is oh. a, a rare thing to see nowadays. It's beautiful. Like I feel like you you could really sell something to anyone. Have you ever done any sales work before? So I mean, my whole family, we're all in sales. Uh, first of all, I sold some things myself. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> television screens near you, but oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking about scripts. But, uh, yes, before that, I worked in a very sketchy. I mean, I worked in like high interest loans. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was selling some really dicey financial over the products f- over the phone <laughs> over the phone <laughs> over the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you have any guilt uh, after doing that? Zero. Zero. <laughs> As a poor, I don't give myself. <laughs> You know, you, I always, even though, you know, it's it's interesting being in a different kind of socioeconomic class now, but you always feel how you grew up, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't have guilt about money things ever like that. Like for me, I'm just like, like, I don't even, at this point, I've become almost Republican money-wise where I'm just trying to like stash as much as possible, share it with no one because the government is just, you know, they can't get it together to disperse it properly. We were poor. We never saw a dollar. Mm-hmm. So you know, just get what you can and I help how I want. You know, my idea of charity, I don't give to charities. They're all scams and they're all paying themselves. Mm-hmm. I'll literally give a guy on the corner. If I have a 50 on me, I'll give him 50. I just give cash. Mm-hmm. 
That's what everyone wants. Well, do you? I see the guy. It's me. It's Chad. It's you. Uh-huh. That's it. You remember this face, motherfucker. Yeah, and or if they not. Do you think you'll ever reach uh, a financial level where you do feel like you can't? talk about poor people that way or like no i can always talk about poor people okay i agree yeah i can always talk about anything i'm drawing from natural you know from my own experience um you know coming from an empathetic point of view you know but yeah no financial guilt for no my financial crimes zero guilt because Mm -hmm. i was working for it was one of my first jobs i didn't really even know we were doing you know (laughs) it it was what it was um And I was speaking to people much richer than me. I was scamming rich people. Or punching up. Out of more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I never felt bad about it. Yeah, I feel like if, if you if you got me on the phone, you could get me to buy something that I didn't want to buy. You Your, your yeah. style of yeah. talking Thank you. pleases me. Thank you. I love to talk. And I think it's something that has gone out. You said something kind of poignant there is that I love the art of talk. You know, it's the reason I think, you know, it would be great if we had talk show hosts who knew how to talk. Um, <laughs> and we have some new ones coming, which are really, really good. But I think the revisiting, if, you, if you're going to have a talk show, it sounds so basic. You should know how to talk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no teleprompter, things like that. So um, I love the art of talk. I love um, having dinner parties. And they used to, you know, in the olden days, put people next to each other who you would get along with him you know why don't mm-hmm. you two sit together sure. <clears throat> you know and i really still do that that happened to me recently at a wedding where it was a mix the the older people had requested mixed seating for this yeah. exact purpose yeah. and it really yeah. worked out well do you um do you has anyone ever said you're you're trump like in the way that you talk you know what i've had uh, my girl <laughs> Um, but you know what? That checks out to me, both being kind of, I, I don't know if he's from Brooklyn or mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think he's from Queens. I think yeah, I think place. he's like Queens, yeah. Yeah, he's from Queens. So yeah, I you know what? I, I'm the Trump of the lesbian community. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, yeah. he's a good talker. No, that's all no, that's exactly. all he's got. That's number one. The difference is I'm not in politics, you know. It's so funny when people go after like like I had a friend go, you know, Robbie, that's not true. This is what happened. I go, Yeah, okay, I'm wrong. What am I, a journalist? Like, I talk shit. I talk out of my ass all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not Anderson Cooper. I don't have to be factually accurate. Like, accurate. I, I'm not doing the news, mm-hmm. but people will get mad at, like, I can't believe Sarah Silverman said this. I can't believe. It's like, they're clowns. Like, these aren't. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Yeah, no, no. Like, literally, we're, we're professional, but like, they don't have to be like we're just talking and saying what we want well i think i think we're in a a, at a point where if you have any sort of platform people expect you to be fact checking like like the new york times which is silly no we would never wait what is this i don't want any suggestions from my phone about my life (laughs) like i'm not sharing this photo any anything traumatic or just a regular boring photo no i can't even see the photo it says sharing uh sharing uh suggestion and an album name of sunday dinner i'm like what's like what am i doing here do you uh i I was looking at your twitter earlier do you actually enjoy fasting no okay (laughs) all jokes okay all jokes yeah it's like i had a bit you know in my special two years ago shout out my youtube special is now free on youtube Mm -hmm. um okay it was stuck in Canada for a while. So two years later, when everybody's already watched it, they found Oh, was this was this the one that was on my one of my favorite Canadian services, Crave? Yes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Check out the Crave special. Check out Crave. You know, I talk about pizza. I said, yeah, pizza, like, you know, people go nuts for pizza, grown-ups. And it's like, 
uh, what am I, seven? Like, pizza's the last resort. I don't go crazy for them. Like, sure, I'll have a slice of pizza. I'm not like, pizza. <laughs> like, you know, grown-ups, like, I'm like, I like sushi. You ever have, you know, you ever have an Ethiopian? Like, I'm not going crazy for pizza mm-hmm. anymore. No, no, I, I talk about that a lot. People who have, uh, they form their entire life's identities around taco or pizza or... It's ridiculous. So I, um, but then I was out for pizza after a show with some buddies. And they're like, I thought you don't like pizza. I'm like, I'm joking. Like, <laughs> it, people expect my jokes. They're like, don't you hate pizza? I'm like, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But people really hold me. People tend to do that. That's a problem that, yeah. that a lot of us encounter yeah, the, when yeah. they don't realize that it's funny. Yeah, it's just... Making fun of people who like pizza. Everybody likes pizza because it's good. But there's a level where you've taken it too far. Yeah, it's like who... I don't even... I, I'm not even like... I don't go crazy for food. I like food. It's like, okay, you're a foodie. You like to eat. Who doesn't? <laughs> like, I'm not like going crazy. We need something a little more specific. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't care that much about the culture of like nostalgic foods. Chris discovered you at a, a stand-up comedy show with Susan Alexander at that oh, show. That was a yeah. <laughs> That was the situation. But go on. Uh, <laughs> I liked the joke, <laughs> which, which was which is rare because this is the first time that Chris has ever maybe been to a stand, like you went to a one a Z show. Yeah, maybe. I hate. I don't like. I don't like stand up. I don't. It doesn't do much for me. It's just not my thing. But he loved what you did so much that I loved it. I hunted. I oh. chased you down. I chased you down because I thought oh, it was so funny. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't sure what this audience. Obviously, we had Ella Emhoff there. I was sitting um, next to Ella. Actually, it seemed like that people didn't get it or maybe they didn't like it what was your take i think that people weren't expecting like we had a it was a fashion comedy show i think it was really really fun but i think a lot of us are you know susan picked her favorite comedians and we can be edgier or whatever and i I think this is more of a buttoned up fashion crowd um so i think they got it i also think it was at 3 p.m you know that's true that's a good point that's a good point you know so people aren't really (laughs) Um, so we had to, I, I took it kind of slow and steady. Some of us that, that was the only difference, you know, it's like, it was new for fashion week to have a comedy show there. So I think it was really cool. You know, I stole everything I was wearing, so it is what it is. <laughs> it's, I think it's a good idea, but most people, I think if you're doing a 3 PM doing five minutes for a comedy fashion show, it's going to, you're going to keep it light. You're going to do jokes about fashion, but did you do something a little different than that no i talk about abortion i don't you know i mm-hmm. i i'm a big <laughs> believer that comedy should keep it light so that's why i keep all the you know hot top you know i, 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 keep well, it light. I, uh-huh. I do now that you say that though you're right the yeah. pacing was slow and steady which i think helped deliver on the promise yeah i don't y- y- you know i want to work on what i want to work on at the time i think i was working on this um, uh, abortion material whatever which i'm not even a topical person and my take on it is not <laughs> Of you know, it's not a very PC friendly take. Mm-hmm. Obviously, abortion is wrong and it's not right. <laughs> you know, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I so don't give a shit that the big you know idea is that you know I give a woman till ten to have an abortion. I don't care if regular people die, let alone mini ones. Like a mother can kill her child at any age, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't even. I wouldn't question anything. A mother's right to choose. A mother's right to choose. Yeah, literally. It's like Casey Anthony, fine. <laughs> she drowned the bitch for a reason. Like, you didn't have to put that kid to bed. Like, we don't know. 
Who are you to judge? So that was a take, but I went slow and steady because I do know it's a button up, but I still also want to work on what I want to work on. So no, Mm -hmm. I didn't change my material to be fashion or whatever. I just brought them into my world a little bit. Was it, was it a little, Chris was sort of explaining it kind of like you go down a dark journey and there's a little kind of misdirection at the end where you bring them back. Is that something that you like to do often? Do you like to dig a hole in in offensive land? I guess. I have no clue. I have no clue. I'm just saying again, my thoughts and I love to express it. Funny that a lot of this ends up being funny and that people laugh because these are my, to myself, I have these thoughts. There's no laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's just, but everybody is dying at what I think. So that becomes a joke, but it's like, it's literally no joke to me. I really don't care if a mother kills her nine year old. And that's why people pay money to see you. Cause (laughs) you know, a lot, a lot of people, not everyone thinks the same thoughts as you, but enough people do to be like, thank God this person's saying it. I don't feel that crazy. Right. Yeah, I guess so. So it's really funny because I think some comedians write like a setup joke and I have so Mm. many setup jokes in it, but they're not even, they're literally just my take on the mm-hmm. <laughs> on the thing which is a sweet spot yeah. that means you're a unique character and people want to just hear you talk it's excellent i i love it i feel enjoy it while you can so do you think life? that you have a future in in talk show hosting is that an ultimate dream or goal of yours sure there's nothing i don't have a dream or goal about mm-hmm. so the biggest things you can notice uh, dreams are free so i have them i don't limit them okay whatever is free, i take a lot of at a buffet i go a second plate i can't even finish the first i just <laughs> enjoy to do what i can with the free on the free market which is so small so mm-hmm. whenever people dream you know if i could just do this no i want to do everything you could think of being successful and doing i want to do have you thought about what platform or channel yeah. or what area that would, because you are a unique person in an ever evolving world. Thank you. I think it'll happen when it happens. I think, um, they'll think mm-hmm. of the channels will think can come to me. Um, yep. you know, I really only think about the money, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's really the only motivator for me in doing anything that I do. Once you get that first kind of seven figure check, where in LA are you going to buy your first home? First real home, you know? Not in this dump. I'm already looking to buy land outside of LA. I love like the country. I love, I don't like the desert with nothing's around. I like any, I grew up East Coast. I like trees. I like lakes. So I'd like to get going on a cabin, a country house. Mm -hmm. That's the way I grew up was that, you know, everybody kind of just went to, you know, really Mm-hmm. kind of shacks almost in the summer so staying staying in california like uh, like lake arrowhead something um, like that? yeah i would buy yeah yeah outside of there away from the tourists i'd go somewhere really remote because i do that now even when i'm on writing deadlines and stuff like that i love to get a house for a couple of days mm. um and i just really when i don't have sand up a couple nights in a row i really try and and get out but i think i'm the kind of person i'll probably rent in a city forever I live in New York and LA forever. I'll, I'm happy to rent forever and buy property um, in idyllic spots that I love. Are you going to go like back to the land style and like have a, a, a four wheeler and guns and stuff? Or is it going to yeah, be? Yeah, I'm going to get a gun. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to be the, the, the king of my land. Okay. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. have a hot tub and do all that. I just, I love that type. You know, I, I love that. I, I, I like toggling between the country and the city. You know, I'm not like full time going to be there. So it's not something that I need to invest a lot of time. I'm not going to Airbnb. I'm not being any type. I don't want to No one in my things when I'm not there. I don't care if I'm not there for six months. Nobody's going. Okay. And <laughs> I just have that. And I just rent here. 
I love my apartment that I'm renting. If something was normal to buy here, sure, but the places are a dump. I don't know how to fix anything. I'm not handy. Uh, I got to call someone. Something happens at any point. I need to call a guy. Like, I, I don't want to do here. I call my mom. I don't know what's happening. Just come over. <laughs> you know? I'm not, I don't want to be the guy to do the things. Okay. And in LA, a lot of the houses are crumbling and, sure. um, yeah, I guess if we're talking billionaire, when that happens, hopefully I'm not in LA anymore at all. We uh, we had BJ Novak on uh, like maybe like six months ago, and he said for his rider retreats, he goes to Vegas and gets a room. But you don't. You said you don't really do any substances, so that might not work out for you. Yeah, I don't know that that's the right rider's room for me. But um, <laughs> hey, listen, I wouldn't not do a substance. I'll have a toke of weed and have sex with my girl. It's very nice. Okay, but I don't. I don't. Um, regularly you know i'm having tea now mm-hmm. i wasn't sure if you were straight edge i know that you did the h2o bros podcast so i wasn't i'm not straight edge what does that mean people who don't do anything yeah i love to have a drink i love to you know, but i don't i don't i, I don't abuse all right anything. thank god you know, i really do like a drink when i say let's <laughs> sure. go for a drink i enjoy sure. that um but i don't go i'm not i don't like to abuse anything and if i have like a toke of weed or something it's there's a reason or it's with my girl or something nice like i don't get fucked up yeah you know <laughs> i'm not 12 so i'm just not doing things like that anymore. i don't know it's i'm not attracted to that lifestyle i don't even like how late stand-up is you know mm-hmm. i wish the show was at 5 p.m i could be home for seven take a bath and watch jeopardy <laughs> But, you know, I'm out at night, but I don't stay out late after the show. These guys go out and drink. No, I I got a girl. Mm -hmm. I have friends. You'd be sad together. I'll leave. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So my relationship with it is I enjoy it, but I don't when you know it's beautiful were you like in high school in montreal or were you there yes okay so you part you i'm sure you party then because there's nothing else to do in that shithole to to use your words montreal is gorgeous no montreal you probably only been (laughs) i've been countless times that's worse (laughs) of a dump than new york or la i have to say i do love montreal i think it's gorgeous it can be a shithole no question it is well no i'll say it's gorgeous i do it's nice to look i agree with yeah. you um we partied but you know what it's such a different it's like when americans like descend on montreal mm-hmm. like drinking age 18 like we're already sipping on some fine wine yes like, yeah we're, not, no, sure, sure. we're just not going hard like it, it's interesting it's like yeah you're smoking you're having ciggies you're having wine but it's all like very natural organic Mm-hmm. the way you're doing it you're not like getting booked up like americans <laughs> come to university there and they're like oh let's pub crawl we're like what is going on all these guys <laughs> just came into the bar you know people are just a lot more i've had like wild nights for sure but i don't think I- i've never been like a crazy party animal i like to go out my friends and i went out and it was about picking up and getting boys at the time so i didn't give a fuck about you know but i i by the way had a great figure. I looked excellent back then. <laughs> uh-huh. And I didn't care to talk to guys. So we would go up, you know, let's say we went out to some club and there's, you know, some fancy, I don't know, booth that people have bottles at. I would just walk <laughs> up. My friends were all shy and I would walk up. I don't care about these fucking guys. I'd like, what are we drinking, fellas? And, you know, we'd get, <laughs> we would drink for free and we would leave. I never put out nothing. That's powerful. That's, that's, that's powerful. Nothing. What are we drinking, fellas? yeah <laughs> like jessica rabbit yeah they got bottles they want to and my friends were like oh, you know and i'm just there like having a good time with my friends but i can't really do shots like 
the, when I did shots, I think I was 17. This was the one like we got, we did shots like for a camp reunion and I was just vomiting. I, I just could not do shots after that. I mean, I think you vomit, you never, you, you, I don't understand shots. Mm. <laughs> I don't like to feel drunk. I, I like to feel like a little, like thin the blood a little, and then I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm not, I never go to the next thing. Like people go, you know, going out, like people are like, let's go. I never, step two doesn't happen for me. No, I, I don't, I don't want to go to the next thing. I like to be at somebody's house, having dinner, having a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going out to fucking rage. I think I feel like you should be the person in LA who starts like a five six p.m. stand up show. No, I don't like to organize stand up shows. Just have okay. me on your show. I'm not emailing. I'm not doing. Do you that. want me to do it for you? No, but if you wanted to, I would do the show. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> because I feel the same way. I never. I mean, I like watching stand up, but I don't want to do the. You know, we're hanging out here till eleven forty five to watch yeah. blah blah blah, dude. Fifteen. This I can't do it. No, it's brutal. Do you do stand-up? No, just a DJ. That's another nightlife profession, though. You know, I don't know music at all. I just stopped caring about music. Do you listen to zero? Do you listen to zero music? No, I listen. I like Linkin Park. I like Eminem. I like whatever I had. The classics. I, yeah, the for me, it's okay. Like, so that's Eminem is your Dylan. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Love him. Do you really listen to Eminem? Eddie, what do you mean? He's the best-selling rapper of all time. <laughs> Robbie, are you are you ever going to have children of any sort? No, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe I'll buy, adopt, whatever they're calling it now. Okay. <laughs> At some point, you know, some six-year-old wanders into the house. But, um, you know, if it's between me and my girl having kids, which my girl, she wants to, I always want like my baby. And I'm like, I'm not doing this to somebody else. We're obviously mm-hmm. going with your baby. Because <laughs> how do I even explain some kid that I knew it would be this miserable being me, like <laughs> having to think all the things we think. And then I did it again. Like I wouldn't do this to somebody else. It's over. The buck, the mm-hmm. buck stops here. You know, my girlfriend's sweet and you know, uh, like, you know, I, I want a kid who likes to color. I don't want a kid who's going, Ma, what's this? <laughs> I could be the youngest kid with Parkinson's, Ma. I would pick it up. I'm telling you right now. For listeners at home, she's pointing at a, a mole <laughs> on her hand, perhaps that should be checked out. My pinky shaking. Like I was the kind of kid. <laughs> That I would ask, I'd be like, Mom, and my mother would be like, what's it got to do with you? Just <laughs> shut up. I know, I, I I feel the same way, but also I feel like there's there's not a lot, whole lot of people out in the world who are kind of cut like you, and I feel like there should be a little bit more of that in the future, or else we're going to be in a dark, dark land. Well, it's already the worst people having kids. You see these people. So yeah. it's never the good people having kids. You know, that's why it's, it's always shocked me that they made it hard for lesbians to have kids or whatever, because lesbian mothers, like, the kids would just be good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they make it hard for why people. Do you, why do you say that? Why do you say that? I just think, like, making it hard for gay people who want to have kids to have kids is so weird because you end up with a ton of people who didn't even want kids. I see. But no, you're you didn't right. let you're them right. afford. And then you, you know, then you have these kids. So it's just, yeah, I, I'm just getting what I can in this earth and leaving. I'm with you, Chief. But I think you're 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 raising you're going to be raising thousands of people through your comedy for the rest of your life, though. Thank you. You know, I watched this series recently called Surviving Death on Netflix. I think it came out a couple of years ago, but it's for the first time like a clinical look at afterlife experience or near-death experiences 
um, or reincarnation stories from children two and three years old. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically for the first time through this series, at least on, on camera, uh, they took a clinical look into these, this, these phenomena, uh, you know, which, which science would demand us no matter what the context, no matter what, if there's enough examples of something, even if anecdotal, science demands us to aggregate it and look into it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's not just one kid saying he was reincarnated. He used to, you know, it's, it's now, you know, they have many stories. It's not just one person with a near death experience. So the big takeaway from the series, I think overall was that there's more than this, that this life, like some people, they did connect with others or whatever, whether you believe it or not. But there was this grand sense from the whole series that there's more to this life. The bottom line is we don't know what's out there. We're probably part of something larger than us. Um, and the material world, you know, this world disappears and there could be a greater world. Mm -hmm. My big takeaway from the whole thing, whether I believe or not, is th the one common denominator with all these stories was that we knew that the physical world disappears, the material world disappears. And, you know, the whole big lesson of this whole thing was know what's important now, family, love, relationships, because this goes away. So do what's important in life, know what's important, know what's of value for real and live your life that way. And my takeaway was, if we know the material world disappears, then let me have shit while I can have it. Like if I can see my grandfather potentially for forever, there's only so much time I can drive a Porsche for. Like there's only so much time I can have the watch out. And I like things, I like touching things. So it's like, for me, I'm like, let me amass. It made me more materialistic while I can be. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so maybe I see my grandparents forever. So I have forever with them. I for sure can't drive this car is what you're telling me. You're only going to have about 78 years with this Roly. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me have the things I want. So I came away even more materialistic, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was like my girl. The afterlife says you have only so little time to make all this money and go to Erewhon. Literally. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hello, let me... Uh, we gotta we gotta get going <laughs> well hopefully your appearance on how long gone will jump start that we'll get going appreciate you robbie thank you for taking the time to chat with us we appreciate it thank you jason thank you chris appreciate you guys thank you anything you want to plug before we head out now for nudes you can follow me on instagram at robbie hoffman uh for some pretty semi-viral tweets at i am robbie hoffman on twitter and i'll share and post all this stuff god bless you thanks guys bye we'll talk to you soon have a good one later Shady, this is what I'll give you. A little bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor, some vodka that'll jumpstart my heart quicker than a shock when I get shocked at the hospital by the doctor when I'm not cooperating. When I'm rocking the table while he's operating. Hey! You waited this long to stop debating, cause I'm back, I'm on the rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problem's complicating. So the FCC won't let me be, or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty.